Greetings, nerds. This is Seen the Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Falk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. It's Thursday, thank God. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank Loki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, thank, or thank he who remains. Yeah, <laughs> whoever it is. You know, um, because we have so much to talk about tonight, Will, we, we did invite a guest, and we do have with us tonight um, KJ from Kinda Nerdy. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Yeah. It's been a while since you've been on our show. It has. I feel like it's been like maybe years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, it was it was pre-pandemic, but we did. Yeah, but you did have us uh, on your virtual PopCon last summer. So, yep. yeah. Yes, yes. So much fun, uh, and we actually got to have a real PopCon last uh, last weekend. So we're slowly getting back to normal. I'm I'm back on scene and nerd. I'm back to doing cons. Uh, and I'm I'm happy to be here to talk with you guys when there's so much to talk about. Yeah, there there's a lot because I mean we're we're gonna get into Black Widow, Loki, and but they also announced all of these Emmy nominations. Which KJ, how what are your feelings about the Emmys just in general? Um. I mean, honestly, I don't really pay that much attention to them. But when they were like, WandaVision got 23 nominations, I'm like, oh, if you're going to like start recognizing my nerdy shows, then maybe I'll pay attention to you, Emmy. So uh, I did notice, uh, I did I did take notice a little bit more about what was going on. But I just, I don't know. I mean, it's been so long. I don't, I don't know how relevant the Emmys are, but, you know, going after the... The geek crowd, certainly, you know, we're loyal to our shows. So if you want people to tune in that nominate WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and The Mandalorian and all of these shows, yeah. and all of a sudden you're going to have some numbers coming in from the geek viewers. Totally. And The Boys, too. I mean, that was that was another one that was like uh, a, that was nominated. And I oh, was, yeah. 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 Yep. The Boys. The, the one that bothers me, though is because this is what I don't like about the Emmys is is I, I like how they're starting to recognize that genre television is is worth awarding and praising when it's done well. Mm -hmm. um, but they still manage to put in some nominations where you're like, okay, you just want viewers because Bridgerton, I watch Bridgerton. That is not an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a decent <laughs> show, but are you kidding me? I couldn't do it, Sarah. I, I everyone was like, "Oh, you gotta watch it. You got it. It's so great." And I couldn't even make it through the first episode. I was like, "I don't care how pretty this dude is. Like, this show is not <laughs> interesting to me." <laughs> oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. When when I explained that I watched it, I had it on in the background while I did a puzzle. <laughs> I, I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are better than I am because I I didn't even bother try trying it at all. Uh, I did try the the Queen's Gambit, and I, I know I'm in the minority here, but I I, I it just did not resonate with me. And we uh, just went. <laughs> you know what, Will? I I'll tell you, I was enjoying it, but I never finished it, so it didn't. <laughs> I don't remember what, you know, you know, sometimes you're watching a show and then something just happens and 
you know, go back to it. I don't know why I didn't go back to it, but it says a lot that I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I need to finish this. The, that that show has two ep- two episodes it doesn't need. I, oh, I do agree. So I completely understand why how people fall off of it because the opening, I think the first three or four episodes are really good and then it kind of dips and then it circles back. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's Emmys, they are definitely going to have a lot of viewers with yeah. nominations that include WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Mandalorian, The Boys, Bridgerton, Love, Lovecraft Country, too, which and, and yeah, we're going to talk about Mr. Majors. But um, what I find interesting about Lovecraft Country is just last week it was announced that it hasn't been renewed for a season two. I think, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, I think it's a one. I think it's pretty much done from what I understand. Which talk about a decision. You kind of, you kind of did that a bit preemptive. Yeah. (laughs) That show was about to have a serious hype. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I know not everybody watched Lovecraft country, but Considering where the stars of that show are going, and um, and that these Emmy nominations that they were going to get a lot of hype. Maybe um, they didn't lock up the stars, and you know, to to get them re-signed to another contract or something. Maybe it would have been cost prohibitive since yeah. their stars are are on the rise with, with other projects. I do have another question about the Emmys before we move on. Um. Cobra Kai was nominated for its most recent season. Yeah. Which I thought was the weakest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They didn't just, like, say, no, in general, for seasons one through three, were not nominated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I think, I mean, one of the things, the big, big takeaway for me with the Emmys is just, streaming platforms dominate now i mean because i think disney plus i think they had what all what 74 mm-hmm. or so nominations you know with the, the shows we talked about and then also you you throw in hamilton and and some other things as well and you know net you know hbo max and hbo i mean all you know basically when you look at the you know look at the the shows that were best nominated for drama they're all streaming platforms except for this is us and yeah. and, and, po- and and also pose, but that's on cable. So yeah, and and you can act and Hulu, you can watch mm-hmm. both shows. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so well. And can yeah. I ask, does it really make sense to put Cobra Kai in for is it best comedy? Well, yeah, I think they're just trying to figure out where to put them. I mean, find it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where you put it, but I'm very, yeah. I don't like roll on the floor laughing watching Cobra Kai. I enjoy <laughs> it, but I wouldn't be like, you got to watch Cobra Kai. It is so funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like we can't, you know, we would they would have gotten laughed out of the room if they tried to put it with drama. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that would have been so good. Oh, I wish they would have done that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is very dramatic. <laughs> You see those fight scenes? <laughs> <laughs> Do or die. Those flashbacks. 
<laughs> I, in my mind, it's getting nominated for its first season. I'm just, I'm just have to do that for the sake of, yeah. of being sane, I guess. That yeah. just because, yeah, the most recent season was the weakest, so I have no idea what what it's doing on an Emmy nomination. But well, I just wonder again if that's like an attention grab because. Mm-hmm. The first season didn't get a lot of attention True. being on YouTube. I mean, it had yeah. some following, but you know, now, I mean, so many people are like, Oh, if you want, are you watching Cobra Kai? If you watch Cobra Kai, that it's almost like the Emmys are like, Hey, Cobra Kai, if we throw that out there, well, look at us, we're sitting here talking about it. So throwing yeah. it out there did, yeah. did its job. Right. True. Oh, True. It's absolutely for that. And that, and they see that's, that's my whole issue with the Emmys is that for everything it gets right, it still gets some things wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just this... blatantly wrong. And and then you start to question what it means to get an Emmy if it's clear that some of the nominations are just so that people will actually tune in and, and see stars from their favorite shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> um... In other news, we got a few trailers. I guess you could call it a trailer, but um, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch this, Will. I did. You, oh, you good. So did all of my oh. homework this week. Awesome. Um, but Deadpool and Korg are friends, and they have a reaction channel, which I think should continue for all movies moving forward. Yes. 100%. Hundred percent from your mouth to Ryan Reynolds' ears. Yeah, but but I don't want it to be every movie that Ryan Reynolds has ever starred in or will ever star in. I want it to really if they could have like broken down every trailer for these MCU shows and that would have been fascinating, but that may be next. Oh Korg, I love ya. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's that? I said, what, what 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 were your thoughts of the of the Korg and 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 Deadpool ha- hanging out? Oh, I was just like, I mean, certainly that was, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds was like, Deadpool needs to hang out with Korg, but I was like, this is so brilliant because until until they were hanging out together, that's not. I don't know how I imagined Deadpool, you know, making a making his debut in the MCU, but it wasn't with Korg. So right. that was a really nice surprise. <laughs> yep. Yep. And 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 it was a good ad placement for Free Guy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Which yeah. a lot of us have forgotten about. Well, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that, that was the brilliance of that that trailer or advertisement, whatever you want to call it. Because at the very beginning, I mean, Deadpool's like, yeah, didn't that movie come out like last two years ago you know he just like even like it was just so many like meta things about it uh but to your point sorry yeah it, it, they do the next one they do needs to like be an mcu film that ryan's not in so uh but uh but yeah i think it, it, it was just genius it, it just sort of just dropped out of nowhere uh on on you know loki finale day and so it's just like man it's just like the gift keeps on giving <laughs> yeah yeah or, or I mean, I'm going to interpret this as Deadpool. The next Deadpool movie will be Deadpool and Korg. Yeah. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Korgpool. Korgpool, if you will. 
Um, the other trailer that was a real trailer that we got was um, for Titans season three. KJ, yes. do you watch Titans? Oh my gosh, I'm madly in love with Titans. I uh, yeah, you it's discuss this with me then. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you shouldn't discuss it with me then because oh. I'm not a biggest fan. I'll, I'll I tolerate Titans. Really? See, I think, and we go into this a lot on on the kind of nerdy girls. I can't tell if I if if it's really like that. Uh, like this high caliber show or if it's just that I've set the bar so low for DC in my life that I'm like, <laughs> I can enjoy this one. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it, we, uh, we did not watch it until we got HBO max. So we were, um, we were uh, late to the game with it, but I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I have a cat named Grayson. I, I, you know, I needed someone to be a good Dick Grayson, um, for the sake of my cat. Uh, and I, 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 I mean, it is a little, I would say it's a little extra, but I'm good with the, the dark, the, the way that they're doing this. I think in, you know, in, in, in the movie side of things, it's just, it's so dark that it's just like, ugh, I don't, mm -hmm. I just don't like it. But what, what they're doing with these characters, I think, um, the tone, the tone is right for it. And, mm -hmm. It is uh, one of the few DC things that I that I do enjoy. So I I, I was pretty excited about the trailer. Yeah, I, I'm I'm there with you. I I really I think you know we 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 watched it whenever it was on the DC universe and covered seasons one and two and of course the other shows as well. Um, Doom Patrol, which is our favorite. Ah and, yes. And uh, and even Stargirl uh, was surprisingly good. Um, yeah. And, uh, even though it's going to be 100% on CW in the fall. I hope uh, that doesn't ruin it. It was such a little gem. I yeah. Love Star Girl. Yeah, but uh, but I, I really really enjoyed this trailer because I mean they're 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 uh, doing their take on uh, Death in the Family and we get in the we get in the Red Hood so it's uh, it was fire and and and, and, and Starfire I mean yeah where where yeah uh, and, and and Blackfire I mean I think it's gonna be a season regular this this. Mm -hmm. third season as well so you know i think this, this it, it looks like they're going to have a very solid season uh i, know I trailers... will say i could do without hawk and dove they annoy me uh, yes is that sarah you too <laughs> well i have i have my like raven i think her name is right yeah, yep. yeah. um she's I could do without her so much half the time. <laughs> um, Hawk and Dove are starting to grow on me because I feel as though they had a really prevalent storyline. But to truly end their story is to retire and be done. And for some reason, they keep going back. And so you just feel like you're going in circles with these two characters. So there's yes. no growth. Um, with the other ones, I think there is a lot of growth because they're either picking up a mantle or learning how to be connected with other people who they find similarities with. And and they have their own kind of journeys that they're going on. Um, but with Hawk and Doug, Dove, it's kind of just like, I thought you guys were going to retire three years ago because he got addicted to pain meds and things went south, but I guess not, huh? Yeah. Well, and I wonder um, if 
if you're not going to see a little bit more um, development from Raven in this season, I, I, I do think that they've struggled to to grow her. She's just something that just seems to be kind of complaining about everything all the time. Yeah. Um, but she needs to come into her own a little bit more. Um, and I, I felt like in the trailer, maybe we were, we got a glimpse that maybe she, uh, she does that in season three. Um, I hope so. Cause it's, it, it, it is, it is time. I can see why she would be a bit insufferable for you, Sarah. Um, and I, but I think some of that is just the writing. Like they've, they, they, they've struggled a little bit with having such a huge cast and mm-hmm. in developing every single character. She's one that needs some attention or she could probably go away too. Yeah, that seems to be the common thread with DC is that they always have these huge casts because they have a lot of characters to play with. And yet they force so many together that they do tend to struggle with making it all making all of those story arcs tie together in a way where it does feel like one show. I mean, the one show that they've done excellent really is Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but we can't all be Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last bit of news before we get into our big talk- topics tonight is that the new Star Trek film um, hi- has hired WandaVision director Matt Shankman. Yeah, and um, they did hire him, and also the uh, Kelvin Universe crew of Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto. And, yeah, and, and, and Carl Urban. Carl Urban, yeah. I mean, they're all going to be back. Uh, so, yeah. This so was I'm, a nice surprise. I thought that this, I thought this version of Star Trek was done. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I thought so too because I mean, it, yeah, because it's been like since 2016, I think the last time they had a film, and and there was like you know multiple, you know Quentin Tarantino at one point was rumored to have one. I think JJ was. I think JJ is still producing this one, but um, but yeah, it, the the well, yeah, and there back. was a whole. I'm interested to see because there was a. a, a there was a whole storyline for the next movie and mm-hmm. they were talking about because uh, I was questioning like how are you going to do this because there were uh, there was talks that they were going to bring Chris Hemsworth back into right. it yeah. and there would yep. be you know some like some sort of weird time travel thing that that his you know that Chris Hemsworth would be back and then it just was like nope not doing that the end yep. so yeah. this yeah. kind of came this was some uh, really exciting news this week, because uh, I've I, I've enjoyed these films in this cast. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Shackman did a, such a, they did a, such a tremendous job with Wandavision. So uh, again, it's like whenever when fandom worlds collide, it's just like it's just a great thing. Sort of like you know with uh, James Gunn and, and Suicide Squad coming up. But that's for that, we'll save that for August. So August. <laughs> um. All right, guys. So now we're gonna get into film review and some spoiler talk with Black Widow. I'm assuming both of you have seen the movie twice. I actually right. just watched it again right before we started chatting. <laughs> okay. You're such an overachiever. How was it the second time around? Um, you know what? I really, really enjoyed it. I'll tell you that the first time that we watched it, it was it was killing me a little bit that we had um, uh, PopCon here in Indianapolis opening weekend of Black Widow because, I mean, I've spent my whole life wanting a Black Widow movie, and then the weekend it came out, I couldn't see it. 
because right. I was so busy. Yeah. Um, so we were a little tired on Monday when we, I still don't have my voice back. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, but we were a little tired. I still enjoyed it. I did not fall asleep at all, but it was just like we were kind of in this haze of recovering right. from right. three days of con life. Um, so I was like, I want to watch it again. Um, and I, I, there was nothing that I missed, but I just, it really kind of solidified like, man, this movie, it flowed so great. Um, the, the action was great. The, uh, way that they choreographed the scenes. I mean, you know, in the third act, it got a little CGI, uh, MCU third act craziness again, but that's what they do. Um, but I, I've seen some people, um, that, uh, were a little unhappy that it didn't like strike more emotion and wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, at the end, this like, this is why we love Black Widow and everybody should be crying right now. But I, I actually appreciated that. I appreciated mm -hmm. getting to see a little glimpse into what her life was without the Avengers and filling in that time and just watching her walk to that Quinjet and knowing what she was off to do to me was was a, a great way to really give her the the spotlight in her own film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will, what about you? Yeah, I, I was just listening to KJ and I was just thinking because I've seen that similar complaint. And and while you were talking to KJ, I, I was thinking about when you were talk, talking about the stories of, of for Natasha that we have heard about and stuff. And I, and, I, and I immediately thought about Solo, mm -hmm. uh, because and thinking of the parallels where, in, in the sense that, you know, in, in, in Black Widow, we, we finally do get more of what was on it, it, the story of Budapest and 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 in the Red Room and, and things. Oh my like gosh! That. Did you scream finally when Budapest popped up? I did. I did. I like missed my buddy when I was in the theater. I was like, it's finally there. It's finally there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but 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 you know the the difference I think between these two films and why in me in my opinion Black Widow worked and Solo didn't with telling the stories that we've heard throughout the the the, the lore of the MCU or, or, or Star Wars is I, I, you're right I think it was the we this was like a epi, I don't want to say an epilogue but it was like this was the film that it, it is actually good that it actually came at, you know, well after civil war, because I don't think if this had come out in the linear time frame with everything else, we would have gotten this story and it would have been told as well as it was. Um, and so, so I, you know, I was telling Sarah, my, re my reaction to it after, um, Afterwards was, you know, I thought it was a good, solid, middle, solid MCU film. Mm. Uh, and uh, honest, but, uh, but but there's another part of me that I also felt like, you know, this actually could have been possibly developed into a Disney Plus series, too. Um, uh, with some of the, especially what we've seen, what they've done in those Disney Plus shows and really get into the character. Um <laughs> character arcs and character stories because you know it, it really this film and now especially having it in the context of watching it with the disney plus shows uh, in the back also going concurrently it, there was 
it I felt like it was it, it 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 was like yes it was an MCU film and it was that usual push pull that we always you know the the, the formulatic beats that we see in those films but and and and, and so so they were yeah you know, so they were building on these historic character things but I almost felt like those things weren't so much about Natasha but they were more about Yelena as far as introducing her. I mean, there were for, you know, there was, you know, the character growth, but I mean, there were things, I guess my point is, I don't, I don't think I learned anything new about Natasha in this film. Um, but I did learn more, learn more, um, about, you know, I guess this sort of fleshed out what we already knew about her. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I do agree with that, but I think in, in developing Yelena and seeing we seeing this part of Natasha's life, it really solidified what a rock she has been through all of this for the Avengers, mm-hmm. given that so much of her life has was not hers. And then I I thought really, you know, like seeing that little glimpse of her life in Ohio, and you're like, oh my gosh, there wasn't that, you know, because we we learned right away when she went to get Bruce Banner and he's like, isn't that, isn't she a little young for a spy? And she's like, that, that's when I started. I never thought for a second that she had any part of her life that was normal. So seeing that part kind of made me go like, oh my gosh, like the family that she gained with the Avengers to me meant so much more because she knew what it was like to have a family. We didn't know that she knew Mm -hmm. what it was like to have a family and she lost it. And then the rest of her life was just this like crazy, not ever having an opportunity to, to slow down and and even figure out who she wanted to be. So I felt like um, that, that theme of, of family and what, what she had said later on in, in Endgame. It was like, oh, this is why this means so much to her, because it's not that she never had this. It's that she had it and it got taken away. Yeah. Well, yeah. you could you could probably take that one step further and also go back to her her overall sacrifice mm-hmm. um, for Clint, because she knew that he did have a family. Mm-hmm. Right. And for them to lose him would be would tear that family apart. And so she. She knew it was better for her to get sacrificed than him overall. Yeah, yeah, and I think this film also really reinforces that that point, Sarah, that you made that she, um, you know, she, and also what you said, Katie, too, that she is the rock and, and the foundation that really held a lot of things together. You know, because you have all these other superpower, you know, superhuman Avengers. You had Tony with his, you know, suit and stuff, but. Um, you know, but through it all, and you know, and 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 we saw this with with after the blip with with Endgame. Um, you know, she she was the one that kept things going. You know, because even when uh, all she was still back at Adventures headquarters and and trying to coordinate things, and so she really was that foundation member of of the, of the team that um, that I think often uh, we you know I think was kind of glossed over. So I think it was good that. You know, from that standpoint, that the film was made, and actually, I think the pandemic, in some weird way, actually, actually benefited from it. Uh, ben- the, the film benefited somewhat, uh, maybe not box office wise, even though it still made two hundred million, but mm-hmm. but also just it gave us time to really just re- 
pause and you know decompress from all the events of Endgame and 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 when we were able to watch this film about her and and and, and as you were discussing her sacrifice, really understand what that really meant instead of just being just like right off, you know, one year later and maybe not having that 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 space to really see how it really fit an overall big picture. Man, I'm going to miss her so much. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting here talking about it. I'm like, I was okay after I watched the film. Right. I'm like, there we go. We know what she she gets in that jet and we know what she goes to do. and We know Mm -hmm. the sacrifice she makes. Now I'm sitting here going, well, crap. Now she's going to be gone. (laughs) I think in a weird way, this movie works really well with its characters, all of the characters that are introduced, um, minus some of the villains. I have my issues with Taskmaster and everyone, but I, I think a lot of us come out of just like, sometimes it's really hard to develop, introduce all of these new characters, these new protagonists, and um, really explain what what being a Black Widow is, which she's never been the only Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that the, sh- the movie does a good job of explaining that this was a program and it's not just her life that was taken away from her. It's, it's thousands of girls who had mm-hmm. their whole, whole lives taken away from them and been manipulated by this man and, and everything. Um, but, but I think, I think really for me, the, the show, d- the movie did well as a drama about these two sisters um, and this Black Widow program. Um, And then the cringe came when it went to like, but this is an MCU movie. (laughs) (laughs) And and we're also dealing with a protagonist that doesn't have superpowers, yet we're still gonna flip the car 5 million times and they're gonna be perfectly fine and able to escape. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So. Yeah. Some of like, my suspension of disbelief is really small. So I, I struggle sometimes with these movies of just being like, yeah, that's, that's a bit much. Um, and, and then I, I don't, I don't, I still don't know how I feel about that choice at the end to basically explain how they get out of this whole situation through flashbacks to the to the conversation that um, that Natasha has with Rachel Wise character to explain mm. like everything they talked about it like was it a five minute conversation or a half hour conversation of where they figured out everything they needed to do and how this would all play out? Well, I did feel like they went away from them for a long time, so yeah. that fl- flashback didn't bother me because I was like what the heck? Like, we know, like, we know, we're seeing Yelena and, and, and Red Guardian dealing with the fact that, you know, the Red Room has arrived. Where the heck are, are right. Natasha and Melina? So when they actually, for me, when they did that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cause they were missing for way too long. So okay. I, I actually was okay with that. How right. They did that. I was okay the first time they did it, and then they did it again, and I feel like they did it three times. <laughs> like, okay, so now you're just and and what is what gets annoying to me also is 
after you've done it the first time, anything else that changes, we can just assume or the character can say, yeah, we already figured that part out. But then they would explain something and then flash back and explain it again. And I'm like, we got it the first time. <laughs> it's just. It's just a small thing that really, with with everything that was going on at the end, all of the moving parts, all of the falling parts, it felt a bit distracting. Um, and and also, I think took away to some of the some of the stuff that Natasha was doing um, when she was finally confronting this man um, who she thought she had already killed. And who she killed his daughter, supposedly, didn't really happen. But um, it kind of was like this weird delay mechanism. I don't know. But mm, it's mm. just my my opinion. What were your issues with Taskmaster? Was it, is, was it just the, um, I mean, I know a lot of people, just the, ta- the folks who are like, it's still steeped in the comics, they have their concern, their issues with, with Taskmaster, how they modified the character. Yeah. Totally different origin. Totally, yeah. Um, but it, was it was it that, or is it just sort of so what you were saying before? Just the uh, thinking that um, Clint and Natasha had killed her in Budapest, but uh, actually she hadn't, and this was like the predictable, like you know, this is the motivator for why the villain did it. You know. So there's there's two things with that whole. Like, Natasha and Clint thought that they killed... They didn't think that they just killed her. They also thought that they killed um, Drogo. And they didn't do a good job of explaining how he survived. Mm. Or even how she survived. Because that was a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) He had a safe room in that that hotel. (laughs) I I still don't really understand. you're thinking way too much about this stuff. <laughs> I, Will brought it up. I was ready to move on, and Will's like, oh, what about this well, one? Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank yeah. you for bringing it up. Let's talk about it. <laughs> but, but the other thing that bothered me about Taskmaster is going in, I like, I'm, it's been a long time, but I remember when the first trailers came out, when it was announced that Taskmaster was the villain, there was a lot of hype. And me not having read the comic books, I don't understand the full history and the origin. So if there is a different origin in the movie, that never bothers me. But what did bother me is I felt as though I was told that this character would have a bigger overall impact. Mm -hmm. And instead, we got a henchman. Mm-hmm. And a henchman who whose story could have actually been really compelling if we if she was I don't know able to talk able to to for them to kind of give her perspective on everything because that was her dad. And I wonder, Sarah, if some of this isn't um, you. It, that we're not going to get that story oh, right. moving forward because I mean, this is, they still won't like come out and say we're getting the Thunderbolts together, but like they're getting the Thunderbolts together. And, 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 mm-hmm. and so, uh, you know, we may see, 
I actually am going back to what what you were talking about, Will, in the Disney Plus series. I could see them easily, you know, with whatever transpires with Yelena going off to, uh, you know, hunt Clint, mm-hmm. um, that there could be a, a Black Widow series now on Disney Plus where we're getting more of what Yelena is going through without Natasha and without the Red Room and what does that mean for Taskmaster and does she turn around and take all of this awful stuff that her father did to her and, you know, become one of the, you know, one of the good guys. I mean, I think that there's there, there's a lot of ways that they could take all of these characters um, and develop them further in the in the MCU. Um, for me, the, the person that everybody's like screaming about, like we want a series or we want a movie that I was not overly impressed with. Uh, I hope I don't get like booed out of here, but I, I I didn't love Red Guardian. I felt like it, yeah. he was way too much of a buffoon. Like <laughs> people oh, liked him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's Sarah. They're screaming for a Red Guardian yeah. movie. Um, go watch Stranger Things. Exactly. <laughs> okay, you guys are making me feel so much better because <laughs> even on the second watch, I'm like, this is not great. Like. This does not fit in. Yeah. With no, the they, movie. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I, love, I mean, I, I really enjoy David Harper's work, and like Sarah said, go watch Stranger Things. But I, I don't. I, ne- I, I wasn't coming. I wasn't walking out of the movie theater like saying, "Oh, I gotta have more Red Guardian." Not, not no. at all. No. no. I was like, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, that might be. If they do that, that might be the first MCU movie that I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, his his character didn't stand out to me as someone who who was pointless or who I could do without. But I don't know why you would want a solo Red Guardian movie without a character like um, I keep linking uh, Melina Mm -hmm. involved Mm -hmm. in it or Mm -hmm. even Yelena because. Because with Yelena, they, they did have a really cute moment when he tried to, in his in his own way, comfort his not kind of sort of daughter. Um, which which I'm hey, I would love a family therapy spe- session series. Um, get the therapist that they used in Falcon Winter Soldier, please. work through all of Yelena's daddy issues I think that would be really smart and I would watch that show in a heartbeat but that character you got a lot of sense of his origin in this movie Mm -hmm. and the only reason why it's meaningful is it's because it's connected to these two girls yeah exactly exactly yeah that's that's interesting and uh, yeah and Florence Pugh continues to do no wrong but Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I had. I had. You know. I guess it's to show that this the, t- the time and stuff. I had completely forgotten that she was going to be in the Hawkeye show. So. Um, so when yeah. I when I when I saw the the end credit there it, the, the 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 at the end there I was just like I was super hyped and I was just like oh wow so I was just like uh, when are we going to get together? So I like quickly you know so I was like quickly googled and stuff. So, oh that's right she's going to be in Hawkeye so. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I guess they did do some reshoots with that, I guess, due to, you know, last year to, to sync it up, uh, 
given all the changes in scheduling and stuff. And of course, uh, with uh, Valentina, um, showing up there at the end and, and, and all. So, um, you know, which, uh, I guess I, I maybe her character's going to be like the, the, I guess the, the Nick Fury moving forward in phase four, as far as pulling all these people together. But she's clearly answering to someone as well. I mm-hmm. mean, she's, you know, she made that remark about, you know, Yelena saying she needs to get paid more. And she's like, you and me both like the, and yeah. And even in the conversation she had with John Walker, there was there's somebody else ab- above mm. her. Yeah. 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 Probably Jonathan Majors. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us to Loki season finale. For all of time, always. <laughs> okay, so if WandaVision got 23 nominations, hopefully Loki gets 24 nominations because I love this season of television. I Isn't think it's so great. It's the the finale was for me perfect. I love that episode. Mm-hmm. And I love I love all of the twists. I like how it was satisfying. Um yet you want more. And in a way it managed to do what I shows struggled to do which allows us to theorize, allows us to be right about our predictions and wrong about our predictions <laughs> all at the same freaking time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man. Um, KJ, what are your opening thoughts about Loki season finale? Uh, yeah, I agree. I was, I'll tell you, I was a little thrown off um, in the beginning. I felt like everything that was happening in the beginning, uh, th- that opening where we mm-hmm. were hearing the Captain America music and all of the these quotes and stuff, and I'm like, is this going to be like some like big MCU like thing that's about to happen? I don't understand why they did that. I mean, I guess like starting to like toy with us a little bit in the multiverse, but that threw me off a little bit. Um, and then I was like, get it together. You're watching Loki. It's just Loki. Um, but I just, I, you know, I, I think with, when I look at what we have had so far, what they were able to do with WandaVision was something so different than anything in the MCU. Yeah. And they, you know, they were able to do this creative take that they haven't been able to do before. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just clearly a, it was a it was a necessary series to really give character development to two characters who are going to be important moving forward that haven't had that screen time that they needed. Mm-hmm. But Loki, like we know Loki, we didn't need any more character development from him. And yet somehow they added all of these more layers to him. And it was just so much fun to watch this from start to finish and see how they developed. You know, I mean, Sylvie, my gosh, I, I adore her until the end. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. yeah. Don't do I it. felt like she it. stabbed me. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and you say they added all of these layers. I think they just added variants. <laughs> <laughs> it just 50 variants of Loki. That is Loki in a nutshell. 
Yeah. <laughs> there was that, but there, you know, I mean, there were those moments like you, you know, in the beginning where he's seeing his timeline and you can clearly right. see like how it's, it's, you know, this is painting him. Like I have to, I have to be better. I have to do different. Um, and it just set him on this like crazy path and, you know, so- this, Oh, no, I was just going to add in that um, it's funny you bring up that moment because I did rewatch the first episode before watching the last episode. And I think that there was so much exposition in that first episode and Loki literally seeing these critical points that we as MCU viewers have already witnessed ourselves, but him seeing it play out and realizing in the end, I just lose. Mm-hmm. And and I think Owen Wilson at even one point calls him out on it and says, "You're you're like you're literally here to lose." <laughs> <laughs> and through this whole adventure, he really does figure out that humanity and living it's 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 surviving and it's free will and and he he does this transformation in a very loki-esque way that i'm still trying to figure out um what it is but it's it's not it's not like suddenly he sees his death and is like no there i gotta i gotta figure a way out of it or i gotta figure out a way to win it's like well well clearly i'm off the path so if i keep going what else is there and then he finds sylvie and and we know the rest, but uh, Will, what about you? Yeah, uh, you know, just to start with saying I, I enjoyed the finale as well. Uh, you know, last week, whenever you and I talked about the penultimate, uh, I was like, hopefully they'll do something different this in, in the finale because you know we we know how hard it is for for the MCU sometimes to, to, to nail the landing, and I, and I felt given that. Um, and I did get spoiled before uh, before watching it that uh, we were going to get a second season, um, but so I, you know so I, you know so I did color my viewing I think of it a little bit. Um, I, I, I thought it did what a good season finale is supposed to do. It it, it closed up the the main uh, some of the main points that um, were part of this season, mm-hmm. and and then. Um, but also opens the door to you know not only season two of this show, but also given that it's you know connected to the larger MCU, uh, the uh, it it definitely uh, clearly opened up all all of that uh, for obviously for I guess Doctor Strange to I think Spider Man to Spider Man uh, there is apparently some tie-ins with that you know. Mm-hmm go back to WandaVision. I mean, even the whole series about the whole, I mean, every, you know, every episode we were talking about Nexus events and Nexus being so, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, so, uh, so with, with, with Loki being a next, you know, being a Nexus being, I mean, at this point, and, and you know, and meeting he who, who reigns as a Nexus being. So, I, you know, I thought structurally, I thought they did a solid job and they did do something different this episode where, uh, we didn't get like the, I mean, yeah, we got some fight scenes and some action and stuff, but it was really, I mean, it was really like kind of an afterthought in some regards. It was, 
because uh, that you know because that yeah that it wasn't was, like this driving big battle yeah, it yeah, was really yeah. they were all thinking through what is my part in this and what are right. the ramifications of my choices and do I actually get yeah. a choice exactly yeah. exactly and it would and it, if they had this big big battle it would have been like completely inconsistent with the tone they've had in the prior five episodes because that 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 wasn't this show so I'm glad you know so they did meet my expectation they, they did meet my my hope that it would be something different and it, and it was and so um it, you know sorry was, yeah just to just to add on to that point about how there wasn't a big battle or anything or special effects that the the battle was all of wit and really mm-hmm. playing playing this chess game and trying to think oddly enough each each other out like figure out how do i how do i convince sylvie that killing him is the wrong move Mm -hmm. sylvie not under trying to convince loki no killing him is the right one and then and then he he i'm gonna call him immortus because ever since you brought up something to me will i'm like yeah you're you're right but um immortus is is just sitting there and being like well, I've already I've already put the pieces where they need to be, and 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 a part of me still thinks he knew that Sylvie was going to kill him. He knew, mm-hmm. and, and so? because we never got confirmation about why Sylvie was taken by the TVA in the first place, which I suspect she was taken because he needed her to. Um, be aware of the TVA and go on this revenge mission. So all of this would have happened. Oh, yep. You, you, that, you're right. I think that's exactly what. It, yeah, because I mean that's that, that that's he explained uh, forcing everything, and that makes total sense. Which is very ironic because Sylvie's whole point of killing him is to prove that she does have free will and she wants. And she wants to um, unleash it for everyone. And it's like, well, no, because he knew that by taking you, then you would have you would have ultimately not been able to get over it. So. Yeah. So what happens now is like Mobius and the, the TVA, are they the only ones that don't remember Loki or like is Loki erased? Like nobody's going to know who he is. Well, or was he sent back to the right or wrong timeline? Oh yeah, yeah. That's See, the thought, other theory out there. Yeah, but 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 also, I thought the TVA existed outside of the timelines. So, so maybe it now was... he's thinking about things way too hard. <laughs> well, sometimes well, I just think about this multiverse stuff, and it hurts. It hurts. It hurts because I mean, because I, yeah, because I mean, that I, 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 I wouldn't think it does to me. It doesn't make sense to have like billions and billions, infinite numbers of TVAs if you're trying to preserve one sacred timeline. Right. There's supposed to just be one. Yeah. So, so I think. But did that get all screwed up because uh, because Sylvie went and made the wrong choice? So I think. I think Sylvie made the wrong choice. I think, you know, Ravona Renslayer, you know, she escaped to go somewhere. Right. 
So she could easily have had, have manipulated events such that, um, well, when we get there, well, of course, we get the Planet of the Apes moment, too, where, you know, we go from what, three, you know, three, three um, timekeepers to the singular uh, timekeeper, you know, when, when, when Loki returns, even though, you know, Shame on shame on all shame on me for not you know not recognizing this clue early on. But I guess uh, the the central the center timekeeper when they had the the triumphant was was was, was a variant of, of Kang from the comics or not from the comics from the animated series. So was it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So yeah. So you you know. So maybe th- whenever whenever. She sent whenever Sylvie when it got sent back. Think I think, and and all the you know the, the divergent things happened. I mean maybe maybe it was like a reset because you know he knew what was going to you know up up to that point because even in episode I think he does say up to this point I know what's what was what was going to happen but from here forward, I, you know I have no idea what's going to happen from here. Yeah, but. That that's another thing I really liked about that whole conversation and how we're just three villains in a room. I mean, we're mm-hmm. all villains, and and how we've learned to view S- Sylvie and Loki in this protagonist hero um, sight, and yet and yet you you see them kind of like in this quandary of ethical decision making and. And like selfish desires versus like for the sake of the world. And Loki's Loki's wanting to save everyone because he believes that this guy's telling the truth. Uh, but I still don't know. I mean, I kind of believe he 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 really did. He out Loki'd Loki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because in a way. 90% of what he was saying was true, but he also incorporated about 10% of fibs where you're like, are you really telling the truth? Like, of, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you're smart enough to kind of figure out how this next part is going to play out, but mm-hmm. we'll see. That's the gambit of it all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I Well, something else, though, Will, in talking about where Loki got sent to, um, Sylvie killed him after she kicked Loki to the curb. Right. So, maybe within the span of however long he was sitting there, which also, shout out to them, because that, that scene, that still shot on Tom and in, in the, in the wake of everything, very reminiscent of Thor the Dark World and when he mm-hmm. finds out his mother's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets all Tommy Wimey as far as, you know, with the time travel stuff. Because I mean, she kicks him back and, of course, she stabs um, he who remains. And, you know, I guess he is a variant of. of and so. You know, the only thing I can figure is what you know. It's I guess it's like the Back to the Future rules of time travel or, or the Flash <laughs> rules of time travel, where if you do, you know, if you change one event, then it you know it has impacts on others. Even, it, but I mean, but I, it does. I don't. I don't know if it's. A, I won't call it a plot hole or anything like that. I mean, clearly it's a deliberate, a deliberate like change that they made. 
that Mobius and B-15 have no recollection of, I mean, they don't know who he is when he comes in there. So is it, is it, does he get kicked back to a point where it was prior to the battle of New York? Um, when, when they do confiscate him, I mean, it, 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 Maybe. You know, I mean, it could be, it could be as simple as that, that she just kicked him back to a point before he actually even got to the TVA. So they wouldn't know of who know who he is and all of what tra- has transpired. But haven't they been spending all of their time, like going after all these Loki variants? Wouldn't they be like, even if they didn't, they'd be like, Oh, you're a Loki. Yeah. But I mean, I guess Sylvie, if she's now at the end of time and is in control of things, I mean, she could, change things up that the Lokis are no longer uh, especially given her history uh, with with Renslayer taking her uh, she could change things herself and be like you know Lokis are 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 not a bad thing Um, so it's just you know we're just at this point way overdue for Doctor Strange to show up and explain what the hell he's been doing all this time (laughs) like (laughs) between WandaVision and Loki like aren't you supposed to be protecting time? Like, where are you in all of this, sir? (laughs) (laughs) The ancient one one didn't help me with this one. (laughs) Um, Did did you guys know this? I mean, I I knew that that Jonathan was cast as as Kang in Ant-Man, but I heard in one of some of the reactions I've been listening to since the episode aired that technically... He was not cast as Kang, but he was ca- cast as Nathaniel Richards. Hmm. So, and and I again, I'm not a comic book reader, but from what I understand, Nathaniel Richards eventually becomes Kang, mm-hmm. but it's uh, like early on in his life. And so we could get at that origin story in the next Ant-Man movie. Hmm. Ah, so yeah. he's not necessarily the big bad, which which then blew my mind because the more I understand about he who um, remains and and Immortus is that those are kind of versions of of Kang at mm-hmm. the end of his life, and so in Ant Man we'll get him at the beginning, and so they with with Thanos, MC, Feige really was like, no, we're just gonna tease, 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 tease. Mm-hmm. And then give you basically Infinity War, which half belonged to Thanos to understand understand his whole pathos and mission. But with Kang, they're they're taking a very different approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very curious of how far they stretch it, so to speak. Like how far are they going to take this character until it is really an Avengers movie? And 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 they are walking a fine line because it, it could get a bit redundant. Um, but hats off to Jonathan Majors because I, I think he's gonna have so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Playing all the variants. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I yeah. haven't heard about the Nathaniel Richards thing. Um and because I I'm I'm not as I, I, I'm not as deep steeped in the in, in Marvel comic lore beyond some of the you know top line characters. So um, yeah, I have, I'll have to look into that one. That, that's especially it one. would be cool after seeing like this kind of the chaos that you know ultimately he's 
got to make this, you know, decision to control the timeline to just kind of see who he was as a normal guy before this all happened. Oh, I think it's imperative we see, we see that because yeah. we mm-hmm. we get the beautiful history lesson which did not bore me in the slightest and that's not sarcasm. Um, <laughs> but but I wanted more. I yeah. want to actually see these characters and how how the variants kind of started to clash. Um, I don't want a whole movie of it, but Thanos, looking back, he was such a big character because we we were able to, especially with Gamora, mm-hmm. um, sympathize in a way with him or at least understand him and and then kill him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, Marvel does a, a great job with that of walking that line of it's not good guys and bad guys. Right. Sometimes the good guys are making choices that other people would view as bad. And same with, you know, our, our, our villains, do they consider themselves the villain? I mean, Thanos did not think he was a villain. He thought he was doing what was right. Um, you know, and we get, you know, a somewhat of a, a glimpse of that as well with he who remains. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, getting that backstory um, and having that depth of character, I think is something that Marvel actually excels at really well with their villains. So I, uh, I'm excited to see what they, what they do here with Kang. Uh, exactly. And it's Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. And we talk about some other Richards characters. And yeah, apparently no. some sort of connection. Huh. All the same. Uh, uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, but to, to your, to, yeah, I mean, I think it, 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 to your point about the character building and, and, and all, and uh, and even in this episode, I mean, uh, it, it, we, we, we do see, we do see this variant at the end of his, at the end of his days, but, um, uh, but, you know, the line that still that sticks out with me uh, as we move forward is if you think I'm evil, then you have my variants. And, uh, you know, hearing the theory spirals that are out there about the Richard's possibility with that man, uh, it definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, but, you know, and seeing what potential offshoots, you know, in any of season two, I mean, I don't know when it'll be produced or in, in the, in the continuum of the, of the story. But, uh, you know, will we, will we see Sylvie, uh, as the, as the primary Loki in that show or, or will, will Tom be back or, I guess, you know, I, I guess I'll be remain remains to be seen with, uh, um, I guess with Dr. Strange. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, yeah. Okay. You can't have a Loki show without, the most important character, Mobius. True. Owen Wilson better yeah. be in that show. He with better Tom be. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure him. he will. But that yeah. doesn't mean that Tom Hiddleston will. I mean, there was that oh. point in Loki where I was like, oh, my God, did they just kill him again? And now the rest <laughs> of the show is going to be about Sylvie. Like, I really had a moment where I was like, oh, the loki the loki see here's the difference between the loki being reincarnated multiple times over versus harrison wells 
they have a re you know with the loki they they he has real growth instead of like we're just using that as using this character as a crutch to hold up things that this dark doesn't right. make sense uh, right yes and I, I mean that's the thing they said loki will return like we're getting a season two that doesn't mean it's tom hiddleston there was a lot of Lokis in there mm-hmm. and that depending on how things go in the MCU and, you know, beyond, I mean, I would be shocked if we didn't get Tom Hiddleston back, but um, yeah, I mean, it very well could happen. That yeah, we, it, we could get Kid Loki. I mean, you know, they've been trying to set up the young Avengers like in, in, yeah. in, in, in this series and also WandaVision. So um, who knows? But I don't think we're done with this Loki. No. Alligator Loki. I, I will see that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. There's a lot of Lokis. We could see a lot of versions. All I'm saying is Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson. I want to see them in more movies and shows together because that chemistry was great. Yeah. It was. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Stop disrupting my sacred timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? No, I, I, I don't think I. I mean, I think we really covered all the all the bases um, with uh, with this show and this season. And yeah, now we just we just sit back. It's time, Doctor Strange. Yeah, you owe us answers. You owe us exactly. <laughs> owe us answers in this day in that in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And in the meantime, it, right? Because that's what I keep asking. Like, what does Doctor Strange have going on right now that's more important than this? I was asking that during WandaVision, and then I'm watching all this stuff in Loki, and I'm like, seriously, like, what is Doctor Strange doing right now that he's not involved with this? Uh, I'm excited to see what that what that answer is. I demand answers. <laughs> I, I hope that he's just been on hold with Miss Minutes the entire time. Because <laughs> we know she was the real villain. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, KJ, it was great as always to have you on their show. Um, do you feel free to plug anything? And why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Thank you. Yes. Uh, you can find uh, all things uh, that I do at kjontheair.com. Uh, my podcast is The Kind of Nerdy Girls, and I am very fortunate that I'm surrounded by just some ridiculously funny women who uh, come from different angles, from gaming to uh, to the Hallmark movies to Marvel um, we kind of cover everything in in fandom. Right now, we have Christmas in July going on, where we are celebrating the twelve days of Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched Puncture today. That was I'd never seen that. That was uh, Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, that was her request to put on the list this year, and I have some words for her because that I did, that was an emotional roller coaster I did not appreciate in my life. Um, but we do all kinds of fun stuff like that. So kind of, uh, kind of nerdy girls is our podcast. We're in all the places, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. Um, and then I have uh, part of the reason I haven't been here with Sarah and will is because I've been developing a TV show, um, which is launching our flagship station here in Indianapolis is launching a full season this Saturday. Uh, we just had a Kickstarter, 
um, and got the full season launched. And now we're looking at syndication. Um, and if you're not listening in Indianapolis, because I know most of you probably aren't, uh, we are on YouTube. You can look for Paranormal. Uh, it's Paranormal Crossroad is the name of the show. Our YouTube channel is Paranormal X Road. And we're a team of uh, female investigators who actually go into people's homes. And instead of, you know, I don't like haunted places and I never watch scary movies and I've actually never seen a paranormal show. So I'm not quite sure how I ended up on this show, but they, they seem to like me. So we go into people's homes and when they have weird stuff going on, uh, we pull out all of the equipment and talk to their dead relatives. And sometimes we talk to their cats and dogs that have passed. And it's the feel good paranormal show that people have been waiting for is what I've been told. So you can check that out, uh, paranormalcrossroad.com. Yay, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being so supportive of all my things. Yeah. However, I, I can't promise to you that I would watch that because my I'm I don't do well with scary things. It's nothing about it is scary. I promise you, Sarah. I am the biggest wimp and I um nothing has been scary. It's it, it's it's every single episode, people are crying happy tears. It's <laughs> it's it's like the 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 Oprah of paranormal. Oh, oh, that's it. That's a good tagline. I was going to go with Casper, but okay. <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to use that. You need to put that on the Oprah of paranormal. So people I don't know, know if Oprah uh, will uh <laughs> cease and desist that, but I'll True. go as long as I can with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If you say it's the Oprah of paranormal TV shows, then it's like you get a ghost and you get a ghost and you <laughs> get a ghost. Everybody gets a ghost. Uh, no. well, well Everybody gets a friendly ghost, Sarah. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Will, where can our listeners find you? Yes, you can find me. Thanks for thanks for joining us again tonight, KJ. Um, but it was great to hear have you with us. And you oh can my gosh, find... and I'll see you, Will, at uh, hopefully uh, yeah. at GalaxyCon. Or if if you don't come to GalaxyCon in Raleigh, let's at least like maybe meet for dinner or something that you're yeah. you know like comfortable doing. I can't come to Raleigh and not meet you in person <laughs> exactly exactly yeah look forward to meeting you and, and, and producer patches uh at, at the in raleigh so uh we'll see you later later this month and you can always find me on twitter at w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k and you can follow me on twitter at sj belmont s-j-b-e-l-m-o-n-t please follow our crew on twitter at cena nerd friend us on facebook false on instagram but most importantly rate follow and comment on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts good night geek out you're welcome <laughs>